0: Welcome back to backbeat conversations on this podcast we like to talk about all the facets of the music and entertainment industry and bridge the gaps between them. I'm Julianne Francis here with my co-host Alina Henry. Hi guys. And this week our guest is Joanna Smith. Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks
1: for being here. Of course. So can you give our listeners a brief introduction of yourself?
2: Um, So I am a bass player. I am based out of Fredericksburg, Virginia, so just south of D.C. Um, I kind of get a nice little taste of D.C., but then there's also Richmond close by, too, so it's a nice little spot to be for a musician. A little serendipitous how I ended up here, but um, because I came here for college, I'm not originally from here, Mm. but I came here for college and then uh, ended up taking gigs and stuff out, out after college because that was music wasn't my plan i didn't really have a plan um but i always played something uh in school like since the second grade and then in orchestras and stuff starting in fourth grade so there it was always a part of my life so it made sense that i would take a couple courses at the school at the college and um so after college you know job application after job application things not working out um to get a quote-unquote real job. Uh, I ended up taking a lot of pickup gigs and then just it was it just started to work and started working at a music store a local music store and then built up a studio of students so it's been a slow kind of climb but it's it's working out so far. <laughs> Very fortunate um, where I ended up so yep but mainly yeah. bass player I play piano and cello as well but Um, in front of other people, I play bass.
0: (laughs) Nice. So how did you, how did you land on bass as your primary instrument? I, I think I took 10 years
2: of piano lessons in grade school. Um, and then started playing bass in the orchestra in school. Um, and then when I got to college, it just seemed to be like the thing that people needed more. Um, and I was more used to playing that in a group setting. So I joined the orchestras and the jazz bands. Um, and then you find like, everybody needs a bass player. So I play jazz, I play bluegrass and country rock pop, you know, <clears throat> it fits pretty much every bill. So, um, and I just love how different it is sometimes. Cause I play upright as well as electric. So the upright really kind of set me apart. Um, and then that reading ability, uh, being able to read music um, also helped a lot because I also ended up landing a gig in a pit orchestra, which I really love doing um, at a local theater here. So uh, yeah, I just, I just love it. It's just big and loud, (laughs) low, you know, you know, it's not like I'm not a front person. So Mm -hmm. it's the perfect instrument to just kind of be in the back and just be like, yeah, I'm here and I'm really important, but I don't need to like shout, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to be loud about it or anything. But yeah. Um yeah, I just love it.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm. So that bridged perfectly. Can you talk a little bit about how upright and electric bass are similar and like how they're different?
2: Mm. Um I guess like in their role musically, they fill the same gap. Uh But they are so very different. Um, Just the the approach of how you play it. Mm. Um, And this like muscle groups that you need for each. Uh, Like since I started on the upright, uh, it was a fun time when I was playing electric a lot. I found I was squeezing so hard <laughs> on the electric base cause I was used to sitting there with the upright and having to have all that power. Um, so when I applied that to the electric base, I ended up messing up my wrist a little bit. Um, but mm-hmm. have since learned how to relax from the shoulder. Um, and I think having the frets on the electric base is huge, huge difference. Um, and what you can do with no frets is pretty cool. Uh, but it can be very intimidating. Like, I I don't like playing a fretless electric, but I'm totally fine with the upright. Um, and, you know, aside from the notes being in the same places, I think uh, they're just totally different, you know, like all the calluses that you need for your fingers, playing electric bass versus upright, like it's the upright ones are going to be like all the way across your finger kind of thing. Um, so... Oof. What else? Yeah, I think it was mostly just like my left hand, really. I felt the difference there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I know like my forearms always hurt <laughs> mm-hmm. but because I, I do both as well. So like holding your arm up for a long time and then yeah. going to like my my watch always thinks I'm riding a bicycle when I'm playing. Oh, really? And I <laughs> think it's because, like, the, the forearm muscles, like, uh-huh. you know, and it, they're moving back yeah, and forth. Out constantly. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess that's the same as riding a bicycle. Right, are you, are you like, sitting there squeezing?
1: I do <laughs> Interesting.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So can you tell us a little bit about what it's like to make a living as a gigging musician or before COVID?
2: Pre-COVID, those were the days. Um <laughs> <clears throat> I think the biggest thing for me was um, just kind of getting out there. Uh, but what was also very important was how well-established the musical community is here. So I had a nice little like huh, soft landing place <laughs> when I got out of college because uh, a couple professors knew that I could play. So they kind of helped me out with um, getting – a first couple of gigs. And so from there, it's just so important to introduce yourself and put yourself out there. And the one thing I like to tell students um, is that you have to take yourself seriously. So like outside of, you know, after college, I, I was an au pair. Um, I worked in, so in um, like a real estate office, I substitute taught for years but I never introduced myself as, hi, I'm, you know, office worker number, whatever. Um, or, hi, I'm a substitute teacher. No, it was always, hi, I'm Joanna, I'm a musician. So, like, I established myself that way. And so then everybody else saw me that way, too. Mm-hmm. So then they're like, oh, we need a bass player. Oh, we know Joanna plays bass. Like, that's that just kind of, the link started, you know, happening that way in the network did its magic but uh i think that's the important part is that you have to present yourself the way that you want to be perceived kind of um so it was always yeah take yourself seriously and um say yes to everything uh to a degree uh before you get overloaded but um yeah don't don't like scoff at you know oh like i used to be like Ugh, i hate country music you know <laughs> but you know, like if it's a paying gig, then, you know, suck it up. <laughs> right. Um, and, and from there, you, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. So, uh, it's just always good to say, you know, take the opportunities as they come, um, and being prepared for just kind of anything really. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think we talk about that a lot. Like, you know, there's there's definitely some luck in the music industry, but like it's a funny kind of luck where like as long as you you know keep doing your thing and keep trying to talk to people and practicing, like you'll be ready for the opportunity when it arises. Right. Exactly. It's like that
2: opportunity meets preparation. Right. Sort of thing. So um you just got to take those opportunities when they come.
0: Yeah. So with teaching, um, because, you know, like I said in the intro, like you really like to kind of point out where different things come together and all this crazy thing called entertainment. Uh, So do you think that teaching makes you a better musician? Oh, for sure. So it definitely highlights areas that I
2: need to work on um, as I progress with students. Um, And then also just that being able to communicate, music to other people too is is an interesting because some people like everybody kind of thinks about it differently like I'm very I'm, I'm a huge stickler on time and like reading time and being able to count while you play um so that's always a fun little adventure for each individual like finding what makes what makes that click in their head uh, could you repeat the question again
0: yeah do you think teaching makes you a better musician oh got
2: you yeah all right that's where we're going um but yes, because um, then it also kind of exposes me to different types of music as well, things that other students want to learn. And, so, you know, if it's something that I've never experienced before, then I, you know, dive in a little bit, see where I can <clears throat> help them. Um, but yeah, my my main goal is like timing and being able to read music because um, it's all about that being able to communicate with others. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that's definitely helped me establish kind of some like concrete uh, principles um, going forward. So, cause again, like there was no plan. So there was a lot of learning as I went, um, how to teach and things like that. So uh, what was really weird is learning how to teach bass to someone who's never had any musical experience before. Cause like I always equate notes to the keyboard because it's all one line, you know, there's the bottom and here's the top. Um so on the bass you get this like swirly action happening around the neck. So um it's just a it was a fun little challenge of how do I explain music when it's all you know it's like, well here's a string and then you put your finger here and this happens and yada yada. And like whole steps and half steps. That's kind of a weird concept too on the bass when, you know, again on the piano it's all one right after the other um yeah always fun
1: <laughs> yeah, they still have us like if you don't play piano in college they will make you play piano because right. that's the best way to yeah. learn theory which is true but mm-hmm. then you know you get to like a guitar and you're like what the fuck
2: <laughs> right why <What? laughs> it's, like, it's convenient but it's not
0: <laughs> right
1: you're yeah. like uh I think I know how this works and then it's mm-hmm. not at all how it works and you're like um <laughs> help <laughs> mm-hmm
2: so that was then that's the other thing it's like I don't remember a time when I couldn't read music because I did it it started so early so um just uh, you know always encouraging because I get a lot of adult students and like just want to make sure it's like you are doing an amazing thing like I can't even imagine how hard this must be so <laughs> yeah. um you know I just want to be here to help and we're going to have fun and um definitely a lot easier with my um adults or easier on my adult students rather just like um yeah try and make it fun for them as as opposed to you know with the kids parents expect results sort of thing so
0: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah yeah and it's just harder to learn things the older you get even Uh by the time you get to college like if you know like she said a lot of times getting college like there's some things that some people never did before depending Uh on like did you just go to public school where were you like just right. in band? And so like, all you know how to do is read band music. Right. Or right. Did you like go to school of rock where they taught you everything? Like uh-huh. you're all over the place. So sometimes it's like, Oh my God, like why can't, why is this so hard right now? Uh-huh. And the teachers are like, it's cause you're 20 and suddenly everything's harder. It's like, right. Oh, and this it's
1: is new.
2: So it's
1: not. <laughs> 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 I know. Cause I didn't actually, cause I'm a singer.
0: So mm-hmm. I
2: just
1: sort of coughed out and like would learn my music by listening to it. Right. And then I got to college and they were Vocalist. like <laughs> They're like, Yeah, you gotta learn this. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> like, oh God. I started taking vocal lessons
2: actually. So it's a fun little turnaround. Like,
1: uh, 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 yeah. Uh, it is it's a different, it's a different world because it's oh, like yeah. I don't know. I've I'd never like thought to myself, ah, oh, I should learn how to read music. Cause like, I could just learn by listening. Right. And then I had like my first college vocal lesson. He was like, um, this is your music. Um, I'd like you to come back with it learned. And I was like, what mm-hmm. How am I supposed to do that? <laughs> like, but it's a good, you need to grow, you know, like, you can't just be like, well, I don't read music and then just not do things. Yeah. Cause you don't read music. You have to like, you know, jump in and be like, Hey, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes.
2: Hmm. Oh, for sure, yeah. And that's kind of what, again, what kind of saved my butt was just being able to read and having that, like, multifaceted kind of approach.
1: Yeah. Yes. So yeah. speaking of all of that, what do you think about the music industry right now? What's your take on where it's at?
2: Um,
1: Like, in the times of COVID? You talk about COVID. I know we get tired of talking about COVID. Sometimes. Right, um,
2: I think just being in a small town, um, where I am, we're kind of in a little bit of a bubble in our, in, in, to ourselves, like, cause I'm not, um, I'm not a composer. I'm not much of a writer. I played, I'm a, by myself being like a very practical bass player. Like I'm, I'm going to get the job done. You know, like I'm going to show up, <laughs> you're going to be happy with what I play. Um, so I've never had to feel that kind of hustle of pushing my music out, you know, which is always a huge challenge for people. Um, It's always just been me pushing myself as a bass player out into the world. So I only just got onto Instagram last summer because I finally got an iPhone. (laughs) But um, uh, it was, let's think. It's an interesting world. It's like, it's both very accepting, but also very hard. And (laughs) you get a lot of rejection, I guess. You know, like, you know, with just that hashtag female bass players, like there's a nice little community on Instagram. um, And it's just so nice. And you're like, again, you're just like in a soft little, huh, here's my little little landing spot. Um, So you get a lot of support. Yes and no. I don't know. It's just very tough kind of, but I think being in a small, smallish pond here, uh, you know, I'm not looking to be famous kind of thing. Like I just mm-hmm. got to survive. That's all. <laughs> and so far it's working out okay. Um, with the COVID and everything, definitely cut everything by about half. Um, I was able to keep students. Um, so that's kind of been keeping me afloat, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, the other half of myself being a musician you know playing gigs out in front of people that was gone um so luckily my husband kept his job um everything stayed pretty much the same for him um so I've been very very fortunate in that aspect of just um having his support and then working on um getting that presence online I think is also very important it's just like how we connect with each other so um inevitable but I think You know, a lot of people can complain about it, but it's if it's used the way that I'm assuming people originally wanted it to be used for, you know, just making connections, then um, it's a great place. But yeah, some ugly spots, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Our our manager, that that always sounds so fancy. People are like, oh, you have him. He's our friend. Um, (laughs) We love him and he is fancy and amazing to me. But... (laughs) But anyway, um, you know, like we just started getting into TikTok and he was Mm. like, this is pretty good. I've only had to delete one comment so far. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But don't even tell me what it said. Glad you read it and not me. Uh
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, it's like, okay. thinking is a big part of like putting things on the internet because like i i mean people who are just like yeah i put this on the internet and it's fine i didn't really think about it and then people liked it but like i'm like oh god people are gonna see me and think things and then i get like ah oh. so mm-hmm. then it's like it's you know making a 12 second video on tiktok takes like two hours because you're like is the light right should i do right. something else with my hair like is wearing this shirt it's like stupid <laughs> okay, like- it's
2: <laughs> <perfect>. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> Are people going to think I'm an asshole if I wear this shirt? <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> oh, man. Ooh, yeah, I try and do um, most of my stuff is like clips from rehearsals. I kind of just let the camera roll and then pick out the good spots. But yeah, it's a lot of a lot of uh, behind the scenes work for sure. It is. Yeah. So I, you know, I have highs and then lows. It's like, uh, I just don't. <laughs> Like, here's a picture of my dog. I don't want to make any content.
1: I I do a lot of pictures of, like, um, if I'm working on something, I'll just take a picture of the computer. Yeah. No, let's see my
0: face. Like, look at the Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've discovered it's a good way to, like, um, help get me motivated for practice because, like, without gigs, sometimes it is kind of, like, big, sad. Right. Because you feel like, you don't have as much to work towards. So it gives me something to be like, okay, like I should put videos on the internet of me playing so that people know that's what I do. Yeah. So I got to go play. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> point A to the
2: point B. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it does help. Sometimes the only thing that gets you like to like hook up all your equipment and like do the thing is like, all right, I'm going to make a video today. <laughs> right. Right. And I'm gonna use all my fancy stuff that I can't use because I got it before the world shut down, and then I never used it. <laughs>
2: yep. All the cool gig stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. Most of the time, I just keep things out um, or plugged in for the most part. Just, just a power switch. It's like, boop. Okay, let's go.
0: <laughs> I wish. I wish living in a tiny college apartment. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, because you gotta. Do you do you have like a cool studio space in the like the music building? Or
0: we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, you know, it's it's nice to go in there and and get some content filmed and whatnot, but it's still, like, it's not my studio, so I still have to, like, get myself there and, like, plug all my stuff in, you know what I mean? And like right, right, right. And, like, reserve it, make sure nobody's going to come in and interrupt me or whatever. <laughs> if I'm just doing it in the apartment, I got to make sure I don't anger my neighbors because I'm not supposed to have my bass amp in here, like... Oh, right. I know, and I got
1: two STEM major roommates who are always like doing STEM major things. So I have to take myself over to the music building so I can make all the noise I want mm-hmm. and sing the same the same part of the song six times until I get it, and lay on the floor and stuff.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, sometimes I see uh, Elena's social media things online, and I'm like, that looks like a college bathroom. Her voice must have thought she was being too loud. <laughs> <laughs>
2: great acoustics yeah it does it
1: tricks you it's great for classical music because you're like oh I sound great and then you go into your voice lesson you're like I sounded better in the bathroom I promise I did I sound good in the bathroom yes singing in the shower is great Mm -hmm.
0: yeah well hey every episode we do a segment uh called the shut up and let me do it moment and that um that has a ridiculous name but I'll tell you what we mean by that uh, in this industry, we feel like there's often this moment of unexpected validation for people when you realize that like you've grown a lot. So we call that our shut up and let me do it" moment where either like out loud or usually internally, you can say like, shut up, let me do it. I got this, like I, you know, something uh-huh. to that effect. So can you tell us about a moment that you might have had like that?
2: <laughs> um, I'm thinking, so uh, one of the bands that I'm in right now, uh, it's called John Tyler Wiley and His Virginia Choir. Um, it's a band that we put together in 2019 um, with the goal of, you know, touring and doing festival circuit. Um, and he wrote a whole album all by himself. Um, so it was all the music that he wanted to put out and everything has been delayed by a year so. Um, but anyway, he and I, we've been in this, Circle of musicians for many years, even before that. So, uh, one of the first encounters we had together, because he's an amazing guitar player. Um, and uh, so he's kind of used to leading the way for people. And so we were at a bluegrass jam. And this is back when I was like, Ugh, I'm a jazz player, like, you know, <laughs> like I can do whatever. Um, so, he was trying to explain, like, the one, four, and five chord to me. <laughs> I was like, I have ears. <laughs> I can do this. So that was, like, definitely, that's the first thing that came to my head. Um, but, yeah, uh, a lot of situations like that where the expectation is, like, oh, look at her. She's <laughs> playing the <mains. laughs> Um, And I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm going to play it up first. <laughs> so... Um, or especially, yeah, anytime the upright comes out, everyone's like, oh my God. <laughs> like, like so, uh, yeah, that, that definitely is one of the moments that sticks out. Um, and I hope he doesn't feel bad about that too much.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: um, but yeah, I have ears. That was my, that was my line. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's good. That's kind of a funny one too. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, yeah, he was
2: explaining not exactly the four, one, four, five chords, but just, uh, like the form of the song kind of thing. So I was like, yeah, I can I, I can hear it. I can hear it. <laughs> it it's not hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got it. No, no. <laughs> don't don't worry. It's like uh-huh. the the most popular song form ever. I think I got it. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. I've got three <laughs> options here on my bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I got all the strings right there. So yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nice. <sighs>
1: Yeah, I know that. Um, so Julianne, you can't tell right now. Julianne's actually four eleven. So whenever she pulls out the upright bass, people are like, "Can you even play that?" And right. she's like, right. "Just shut up. Right. <laughs> Watch me. Yes, I can play. Yeah. Like, do you think I would have it if I couldn't play it? Mm-hmm. Like, I just carry
0: this around for my right, health. right, exactly. Yeah, great." <laughs> right. Granted, once I got to college, I did discover that the one I have is like a size too big for me. Oh, really? Uh, I've just been having like, you know, like yeah, I got to orchestra and my friend was like, Julian, we shouldn't have the same size bass. Like, I know you can play it. I'm uh-huh. not being mean to you, but right. like, like I, it's You'll too have big. To be this way. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you don't have to like reach up so high. Uh-huh. I was like but the guy at the store told me that this was the right size. And he was like, I don't know. Like, well, that doesn't seem <laughs> right. About. And then my bass teacher was like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, <laughs> that doesn't seem right. So I'm trying to look into, to, getting it replaced because i i just got the standard three-quarter size yeah, the person yeah. at the store was like oh yeah my friend's about your height and she right. does just fine and yeah, like, there's such whatever. a huge
2: difference between the three-quarter and the half size it's like
0: exactly yeah half size is like still huge though mm-hmm. i don't know i'm i'm thinking i might just go ahead and get an electric one instead i'm not sure because yeah. mm-hmm. I, I don't know like how many like um orchestras would take me like i'm not trying to be a professional orchestra musician if Uh it would just kind of be like i would take it as side gigs like a community orchestra or like a a pit local theater whatever stuff like that i don't know if they would like that (laughs) so but it's the the one i want because it i would use it for like rock music and stuff so i don't know yeah yeah
2: I haven't played an orchestra since college, so... (laughs) Well, that's not true. But it's not a regular thing for me anymore, that's for sure.
1: Right. But that's a lot different than playing with a band. Yeah, yeah. Like, with an orchestra, it's, like, the aesthetic
2: about it, too. They want everything to look...
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. And with a band, sometimes you can just show up and be like, I got my jeans on. Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm wearing jeans. It's the uniform, like... (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Orchestra directors are like wear black slacks, and you're like, I have never heard the word slacks before. Like, I have, but nobody like nobody else uses that word. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, so I'm 20 and I'm in college. I own, slacks. I own black slacks. <laughs> I'm like, define black slacks. Right. I have black pants mm-hmm. is that what you want <laughs> I think that it's like
2: the wide open bottoms you know <laughs> make some more like the slack <laughs> I'm
0: sorry I don't have type them. of pants <laughs> I don't know where to find those <laughs> right
2: <laughs> I gotta go to the the choir catalog <laughs> like of course uniforms
1: <laughs> yeah. oh that just reminded me I was just like Going through my closet earlier, and I still have my silly black corral dress that I got. Like, and I wore it like twice before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Such a, I don't know, like such a choir dress. <laughs> it's Like, yeah. floor length of black with like cap sleeves. Like,
0: <laughs> those dresses crack me up. Yeah. Uh, oh, so
2: bridesmaid, bridesmaid dresses, they are
0: very yeah.
1: much like bridesmaid dresses.
0: Yeah. They are. They're, they're, like, the same shape mm-hmm. as, like, the coincidental the right prize picture yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Getting married to the music in my black corral dress. So, I'm gonna take a little bit of a left turn here. What is your favorite food?
2: Oh, okay. Bread.
0: <laughs> yes. oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, either in a pizza form or <laughs> um, just like a good baguette Ugh, I just like putting it in some oil it's <laughs> so good, it's just so good um so diverse uh I just made I had a bread loaf that I made um and we ate it with grilled cheese last night and then this morning I made french toast so it's just like just a great <laughs> staple yeah. um yeah, growing up, that was always, like, my favorite thing. Part of dinner was just, like, I'm just going to eat the whole thing. <laughs> I used to be an athlete, too, so I could just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat. And, um, but, yeah, just love it. It's so good. It is so
0: good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I remember when Julianne and I first became friends, I would swipe her into the dining hall because I was a little freshman and I had the, the card uh-huh. to get meals. And I would eat bread for, like, lots of meals because that was, I just like bread. And Julian mm-hmm. would be like, oh, ma'am, do you, like... Can you please eat other things? Like, <laughs> I feel like all you do is eat bread. the <laughs> yeah.
2: colorful.
0: So you would just like get a tortilla shell and be like, "This is my food." A tortilla shell. What are you
1: doing? <laughs> it's so good though. And then like when we have holiday um, meals, they have they take the pizza station and they turn it into a giant bread station. So it has like mm. every kind of bread you could desire. And I would be like, I think I'm going to make a meal out of this station right, yeah. <laughs> specifically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's oh, so keep, good. Like, hiccuping.
2: <laughs>
1: it is what it is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so I have another very different question. Uh-huh. What are your life goals?
1: <laughs>
0: um... <laughs> Me too. <laughs>
2: Question. I just want to be able to play for as long as I can. Um, and I always um uh, like more and more, and especially after with the COVID stuff, like I, I realized I was so all over the place busy. Um, so mm. this has forced me to take some downtime and just kind of really focus on the things that I really care about, which is the one um Virginia choir band and then this other rock band i been called the Kingbolts. Um kind of found out what you know I always think like it's more about who you're playing with than what you're playing really um so just like being a little bit more particular about um what gigs I take um going forward now <clears throat> and just like having the downtime to spend with my husband and my dogs kind of just that's important too so having that balance just that being able to play as much as I can, um, or for as long as I can, and then um, just being able to find that balance between the two worlds—it um, does help. My my husband's a drummer, so we play a lot of gigs together.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah, those are good goals. You know, not all goals have to be like I'm going to be a rock star. Right,
2: right. Like, <laughs> I just want to live my life. <laughs> Right, and they'll you know, help people create things and keep on creating, yeah, so
1: live your life, play the bass, have a good time, uh-huh. Hang out with your dogs, like that's Very good
2: back. <laughs> bass player trait, you just gotta be kind of just really chill <laughs> <laughs> back for sure, so hmm.
1: yeah, so speaking of bass, what is your favorite album? Oh, um.
2: That was another question. I just answered this the other day. Um, It's going to have to be, I really like, um, oh, it's so hard. Kind of depends on my mood, but um, I really like Robin's um, Body Talk. That's what it is, right? Yeah, Body Talk. 2010 Body Talk, that's what it was. Um, So I love that one. That one kind of got me through post-college uh, like staying motivated. I would listen to that on the Metro ride up to DC where I had an internship, um, at at the, uh, department of the interior. Um, so yeah, that kind of kept me going. And then it was also kind of my first dive into like, I'm going to focus on female artists for a second, like really, um, Take a, you know, be very intentional about what I'm listening to. Um, and then like St. Vincent is also oh, huge for me. Um love her. love her stuff, um, but I also, so that's kind of like very poppy. Um, Dancy, um, which I love, but um, I also really like Dawes. Um, their album is North Hills, I think. And then Brandy Carlisle, Brandy Carlisle. I really like her, the story. That one's a great album. Um, but yeah I think I guess just that Robin's body talk would be that jumping off point
0: nice
1: mm-hmm. yeah once I started exploring female musicians I was like hmm, this is interesting because right. like you know my dad was a big music guy and he would like show me all the you know government mule all that good stuff and yep. then I was like wait there are women who rock Yeah. no one told me this
0: <laughs> Mhm. Uh, yeah, it's a different world. Um getting to know like all the, the female musicians, and then you're like I don't sometimes I have moods where I'm like, no, no, I can't I can't listen to men right now. <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> nothing against men as a whole. Uh, like everything's fine, don't worry. But like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> sometimes it's just nice, and also because like I was singing stuff by men for no reason, and then like I heard like rock music by women and i was like oh 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 okay yeah, yeah 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 this is this is a shit like
2: <laughs> so do you want to form a band and be the lead vocalist or you want to stick more in the
1: education world um i don't know if i want to be a teacher i don't know if i'll be a very good teacher um but julia and i are actually in a band together nice. okay yeah I, I
2: knew that i listened to a couple other podcasts Oh. Um, oh, cool of your other um, episodes so i need that <laughs> sorry
1: <laughs> <That's fine. clears throat>
2: what's the band called it's violet fire that's
1: right okay yeah so yeah. we we hang out yeah. all day <laughs> <laughs> we do everything together it's great nice yeah
2: fire i wish i had somebody like that in um college because like again i was just doing orchestra and jazz band and then mm-hmm. there weren't a lot of um other instrumentalists um that w- were doing that sort of thing so I kind of got late to the game coming into playing in like a band setting like a rock band setting um so it was definitely like for a while I was so uh self-conscious about playing electric bass because I was so used to having an upright and like hiding behind it <laughs> that it was just like uh like I'm standing here like see my whole person like what um so yeah that's always a fun thing I always think like I learned a lot 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 more I think outside of college just about the music industry like you know the hustle as it were um because in school it was always like here's your theory and then there's your technical skills and then here's the history and that's just the boring most boring thing but um (laughs) The actual, like, day-to-day kind of logistics of it. I had to learn that outside of school. But, again, I had um, great mentors helping me in the community. So, um, very, very fortunate.
1: Yeah. 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 Mentors are important. Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah if, if you look up Violet Fire, it's mm-hmm. fixed on most things. But, apparently, somebody else uploaded something, like, as Violet Fire. We only have one song out as of February of 2021. It's called Hera. So oh, okay. I'm really sorry to that other person. When we decided to name the band Violet Fire, we Googled it and nothing came up. And then <laughs> we uploaded it and we were like, wait, we don't have two songs. So it's like under someone else's profile. rip.
2: So you've got the flower.
0: Yeah. 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 The only person that hasn't fixed it is Amazon. Fighting with Amazon right now and I think title I don't think that title fixed it oh, title isn't fixing it. yeah or like some of the like um other like ones like iHeartRadio and like Deezer and whatever mm-hmm. I don't know i but
1: yeah so if you're gonna use a distributor <laughs> make sure they know <laughs> that <laughs>
0: right
2: yeah and luckily I'm not on that end of stuff so
0: <laughs> it's a lot it's so confusing yeah. I bet, yeah. There we
2: go. just signed up as a because um, to get the writing credit for the Virginia Choir songs, I was the BMI composer so, or writer, rather, I guess. Um, That's cool. That was fun. I was like, all right, we'll check mark on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <Yep>. Did that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Cool.
0: World.
1: Yeah. So is there um, anything else you wanted to say that we didn't touch on before we sign off here on Backbeat Conversations? Um,
2: I feel like I should mention um, the mentors' names. Uh, so Bruce Middle, he's a guitar player from around here, but he's uh, just a prolific educator and um player in general. He's uh, mostly self-taught, but he went back to school later on. Um, so he's, he's just like an encyclopedia of musical knowledge and uh, just the ins and outs of um, gigging and writing up contracts. That was a big thing was like putting things in words and making sure people are held accountable. Cause you know, making sure that you're worth, you know, you know, your value, you know, the time that you're putting in, um, people need to recognize it. So always pushing that and just like, um, that into things, uh, Toby Fairchild, a a drummer is a great resource. He's always there to help me deal with um, parents that uh, either, you know, don't want to pay for the time or they don't understand like what exactly we set up contractually, you know, the thing that you signed at the beginning, (laughs) Um, read it and then (laughs) it's all explained. Um, But again, it's just sticking up for yourself and, taking yourself seriously in that sense. Um, Just having these uh, mentors around is always very, very important.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 100%. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
2: this was fun. (laughs) Good luck with the album and... Thank you. Or the single. Yeah, the single. Um, The album
0: is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent.
2: Cool.
1: Well, have a great rest of your hey you're free free to go (laughs) have fun at school thank you Uh, (laughs) thank you guys so much for listening to backbeat conversations we have a new episode every thursday at 10 a.m eastern standard time on all stream platforms and thank you so much to joanna smith for talking with us today backbeat conversations signing off
0: Like what you hear? Look up Witch Weather on all streaming platforms and make TikToks with it.